How's it going, folks? And welcome to the Lean with Dean podcast. I'm your host, Dean. And here we have episode 19. Wow. We are one episode away from number 20, which has been recorded. And I'm excited to go ahead and release that one next week for you. Today, we have my man, fellow dad, fellow coach, fellow husband, fellow gym owner, all the way from Fulham. London, let's just say London in case I botched up, botched up the old address there. Um, so we have Philip, Philip Gone Salavez. Now, I am very happy that I got the pronunciation of his name correct, as it's something that he does get a bit of banter out as well. So Phil is basically a gym owner coach, online coach as well, working with dads and lads all across the um, online and offline to go ahead and become basically just fitter versions of themselves. Phil, top lad, great insight into training. We had a great discussion. I was on his podcast a couple of weeks back. It was my second appearance on a podcast, I believe. And great chat. Just like a, a brilliant dude. And it's, it's one of those things I, that the podcast and kind of social media, this is one of the good things that comes as a result of this. There's a lot of shit and a lot of flack comes towards social media, but meeting people like Philip and some of the other guests that I've had on, on here and being able to connect has been amazing. And going ahead to spread his message of fitness, training, nutrition, and everything else, and just be, basically being a fit dad, being a fit husband uh, for, for life and for everything else. But I hope you enjoyed this episode, guys. It was a decent listen. Great, really, really enjoyed um, recording it with the man. And as always, make sure you are subscribing, engaging on social media. Go ahead, bang this up on your Instagram stories if you are listening. And if you do need anything, go ahead. Don't be afraid to reach out. And as always, please get that five-star review on, on Apple uh, Podcast. Cheers, guys. Big Phil, what's the crack? How's it going, Dean? Thanks for having me on. We are here for technically part two of our conversations as I was on your podcast about a month ago. Yeah. And you're, you're looking good, man. I am. I'm uh, I'm fully embraced the the winter beard, the Viking jeans. Yeah, let's go. What do you mean Viking jeans? You don't have Viking jeans. You're Portuguese. No, I went to uh, Dublin last year and went to the Viking. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just claiming it now. Yeah, pigeonhole. Take that. There's, um, no, mate, it's great to have you on, bud. And re- really looking forward to this show. And I think this is very timely in the sense that, like, me obviously being a gym owner or an online coach and you being the same, you're closer to the end goal of all this lockdown crack than I am. And I think it's going to be really interesting to kind of speak to you today about how not one, you're getting ready for it. um, And also how you're speaking to your clients and getting them ready for returning to training. Yeah, I think like like with yourself and probably your clients as well, it's not even a case of having to persuade anyone to to get in the mindset to get ready. They're just scratching at the door to get in already. I mean, they they would be in there today if they could. um, And as would I, as, as I'm sure you would, but... We're just desperate to get back to some normality and obviously you've seen that we've set up a new place recently so we were only able to actually run sessions in there for two weeks before we got shut down uh so really looking forward to actually trying the place out for myself and clients yeah no and i think anyone who does follow phil on um on social or follows me like and sees me interacting with his content like we'll see oh there goes the map the the other light we'll see that um the place is kitted out and anyone that goes to a decent facility and like like your army is like oh hang on a minute this place this isn't just like like the bare minimum this like there's a step up and if the if the kit is as good as it is chances are that the coaching is going to suffice even more so yeah definitely i just wanted to create a place that really reflected obviously my um passion for quality training and quality equipment on, alongside that as well yeah no the kit like we do share a lot of um a lot of the same kit, like we have the same bits of bobs, but I think it's it's synonymous for anyone who is a decent coach 
tends to have they understand the the correlation between like kind of strength training and the condition aspect like so having your skis your rowers your bikes and having your barbells your dumbbells your kettlebells they they have to work together you can't just pick one camp they ha- they do mesh yeah definitely the, the only problem is though when you've like invested quite a bit of money in kit and people don't really realize what you spent on it and they're just throwing these kettlebells around and the paint's chipping off and you're like that's a 200 pound kettlebell you're throwing around there and i'm like they don't care have you had the fear um i know some, anyone who's listening who is a member of mine from like four or five years ago when i first got the ski mm. do you remember when people had to use the ski the first time and anyone fall on their arse no right so you know how much the ski costs roughly like about 1200 1500 quid yeah, yeah. right so i had traded still ha- still have traded and i damn near shit myself when i seen this happen so woman gone blah 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 did it fell back uh, it was our first stroke it was we were so used to like a trx yeah so like a trx has obviously got to like withhold your weight whereas a ski not so much you're gone so she falls down and instead of her letting go of the handles and pushing herself up you can kind of think what she's about to do haven't you? she used yeah. the fucking ski to put herself up to a standard position i i all i just seen was just like like euro signs just flicking across my eyes it's a uh, it's there's another one for me on the ski is when people just let the handles go from the start. And I, uh, I did a <clears throat> CrossFit competition a few years ago and the owner of that gym was Welsh and he had a sign up that said, if anyone lets the fucking ski handles go, you start your whole workout again. And someone has done a 2K ski, let the handles go and he just reset their monitor. <laughs> I mean, I feel like doing it when I see people do it as well, to be honest. It's just... I think it's only when, like, like I know myself and like and yourself, like when we're in someone else's location. Like, if you if it's a gym, like we respect the kit. And like I know me, like from working. Do you ever work in retail? Very, very briefly. Right. You, so you probably still hold this in, in you as well. Would you just put a random T-shirt beside a pair of bottoms, or would you like if you don't want it anymore, or would you go back to that T-shirt rail and put the T-shirt back where you got it? Yeah, where you found it, yeah. Yeah, because you respect how bad that like how much of a pet peeve that can be for the staff member yeah definitely yeah i always do it like and we, like we'd we be there shopping like and it's, it's something that like i think ashlyn my wife does it like as a joke because she knows how it like she'll just like she'll pick up something that she has no intention of buying knowing full well that she's going to drape it across like whatever section we're in like the shoe section and i'm going to pick it up and run run back like mr sales assistant dean and put it back exactly where it was and like fan fan the sleeves the works you just can't break those habits, can you? Bad habits. Oh man, not like and and you can see like you're like you're putting it back. You're like, I wonder if any of the staff are watching me, thinking, yeah, he knows, he knows. He wants, he wants a job. He wants a job. I've given it this fucking rate, like in being involved <laughs> yeah. in fitness, and she'd be looking for a job. <laughs> yeah, it's not in a clothes shop though. In a supermarket. Yeah, su- supermarket fully open, essential, <clears throat> especially uh, McDonald's and the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. So, that's that's a completely different conversation for us to go down as well, which I'm sure we'll get to. But the um, so we've kind of actually bypassed the whole like, who the hell is Phil? <laughs> um, I'll give you the I'll give you the brief rundown. Thirty seconds, go. Yeah, so basically been in the fitness industry for well, fifteen years now. Um, I know I look far too young for that, but it's true. <laughs> um, so in various roles: gym manager, personal trainer, supplement owner, gym owner. Um, but more importantly, that I'm a Fulham fan. Sorry, oi, oi. good sorry win last night. Oh, uh, um, and more importantly, that I'm a, a dad to a beautiful daughter and a husband to a smoking hot wife who's oi, got oi. A, another one in the oven. Ah, oh, happy days! Yeah, 
Excellent. When, when's the due date? It's actually on Charlotte's birthday, which is so 26th of May. So she'll have an interesting day Six. of my birthday. So, so got uh, what, 20 weeks, weeks deep? Away? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ah, fantastic, man. It's brilliant. And what, May, Fulham might be... Is that is the Prem over? No. Yeah. So basically, I, the last time the lockdown finished, I was on the list for a ticket to the Fulham Brighton game. It then got cancelled or back into lockdown. And in theory, the next game we'll have available, I'll be top of the list for, which is Fulham Newcastle, last day of the season, which yeah. is like 20th of May, I think. So I'm not sure <laughs> if I'm going to be going to that one or not. I, I hope I hope you say, um, I do hope you stay up because like obviously, like anyone who's not interested in football, I apologize. Scott Parker is just a legend. He's he's a good guy. He's um yeah, he's he's done a good job as well. And he's taken a lot of stick from a lot of stick. Fans. He's got thick skin. Yeah, definitely. But he's uh bleeding his vision stuck to it and he's reaping the rewards well, yeah nice top lad uh, really there's a match he played in years ago um which is just going above and beyond like kind of expe- exceeding expectations when he played for newcastle and they're playing against arsenal and it's probably the best performance i've ever seen by a sentiment ever mm. um and like we're talking about like roy Keane standard like that like that's how good he played yeah he's definitely um, underrated isn't he like highly underrated i think it's just because of who he played for and yeah. the teams that he played for and he did dirty jobs as well. He wasn't overly creative, was he? He was. He's the Jordan Henderson. He's like a probably a less technical Jordan Henderson. Mm. But let's not talk about Liverpool and uh, Fulham right now. No. Oh, it's bad times. Bad times. That was a pain. Uh, it was a tough watch for me. Anyway, I was just too nervous watching it. <laughs> Couldn't enjoy it. Not, not at all. Uh, until you hear that final whistle. Ah, is what it is. It's, an, it's a blip. It's a blip. But um, just like a blip, like with the Owen and the gym and all that coaching, but there was something I want to touch on here, but is when the gyms reopen, and this is something that I'm kind of communicating with my guys, when the gyms reopen, are you going to, like, and I know the answer to this already, are you going to beast your clients on day one? Or is it going to be a more kind of holistic, gradual approach, understanding that these guys have been working from home, sitting down for extended periods of time all day, haven't been able to stimulate the muscles as well as we would have in the past yeah i mean to start with it we're just going to do um we're going to have put an hour on the clock and we're just going to do as many burpees as we possibly can and just see who drops first <laughs> no, no, all seriousness obviously we're gonna as we have all the time our program is progressive and our starting point if you like is going to be a little bit different to where it normally is so we'll obviously um make sure we take that into consideration and try and ramp things up slowly rather than having people not able to walk for the next week, which yeah. as, as most of my clients are after fat loss, then being stuck on unable to move for a week after one session is not really a, a great idea for their progress or or their... Um, it's not good for the knee. Injury risk. What's that, sorry? It's not, not good, for, good the for the knee. No, definitely not <laughs> good for the knee. No, but yeah, long story short, no, we're not going to jump straight back in. Some people, obviously I've linked it out to, so they've had dumbbells, some of them had rowers and and um, bikes but even even then you know as, as well as i do no one quite put, puts what they uh they do in in front of us yeah in their home sessions it's it's environmental like kind of i don't know even with me like kind of when i'm trying to home versus inner premises um like i have the same kit available to me because i've brought most of my gear home i haven't been in my gym for about a month mm. just cannot be arse driving and the intensity that i'm like i'm doing okay sessions at home just to kind of keep things going. But I know when I'm in that environment, like there doesn't even have to be anyone else in the room. 
It can just yeah. be me, but I know that the room, this is the gym gym. This is where the light goes on. Beast mode, like I hate those in that phrase, but beast mode gets kicked in and away you go. And I do think that the client, if they've kept active up to this point, like it, it means way more than they actually realize. Mm. Yeah, it's um, it's like probably going to be a case of having to rein clients back as well because they're yeah. they know what they they've been capable of before, and we haven't had access to a lot of people to the weights they might have used before, even a barbell for, for most people. So it's it's definitely a case of reining it in for a few weeks. Yeah, like no, nobody trying to be a hero. Like no, just, even even like like you just said, like just having the the buzz of other people and music it's just going to get their their adrenaline going they want to be pushing back to to where they were as quick as possible but yeah. It will come. yeah no i will i will come and i, and I think i know i know excuse me the fact that we've been both doing the online coaching up to this point and they like, haven't been able to, to communicate those good habits across and kind of like it's about kind of your steps it's your sleep it's it's more than just the gym the mm-hmm. gym when it does come back for us it's just going to be another tool on the tool belt yeah, I think the, obviously this lockdown for all the negatives around it, it's it's brought like you just alluded to like a more holistic approach to coaching on a bigger scale. Like mm-hmm. it was normally it was something that was done by few um, a few coaches, not many, but it seems to be something that everyone sort of grabbed hold of, and they're the habits that we can really change no matter what the situation. We can still get our steps, we can still prioritize our sleep, we can still try and reduce external stresses, etc., um, and focus on obviously uh quote-unquote healthy diet healthy diet gas <laughs> diet, diet starts monday <laughs> every monday every monday does um i've got i've gone down a bit of a deep dive on this i hate that phrase deep dive um but do you follow luke lehman of the muscle nerds I, i've done a few of his courses previously um but not for a few years now yeah like I, i've only literally just re- like learned about him mm. and it's very very refreshing yeah like very refreshing and it did a podcast there i can't like i mean i went i was ben 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 plopowski Plopl- yeah thank you um good luck to me pronouncing your name with that <laughs> oh, yeah, I, know, I know how to um, pronounce all the foreign surnames don't worry yeah like we have our lang- language expert uh, phil on the phone here <laughs> <laughs> our interpreter the um he's done a podcast with him mate and it's it's just phenomenal and kind of like he says beast mode the least mode it is trademark so i have to say that um which is a great trademark by the way yeah but it's true like too many coaches put so much of an emphasis on the one hour of the day as opposed to the other 23 mm-hmm. when the other 23 is what's pretty much going to determine the level of success um of whatever approach it is that you're taking yeah 100 and if it, i mean if you look at it if people a lot of the time are going to the gym session with the mentality of it being a calorie burn for me it's, it's never been about that at the gym um and i mean if you're lucky you're going to burn 600 calories in, in an hour session maybe a thousand if you're a little bit heavier mm-hmm. or working really 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 hard um but yeah as i as i was saying that should be your for me anyway and my clients is a time for us to perform time for us to push our performance to build some strength improve our movement and our cardiovascular systems but it's not a an emphasis i've ever put on right let's go and burn as many calories as possible and i know now with apple watches it's all it's great putting up your calories how many you burn i do it i'm guilty of it so yeah whether it's accurate or not it's, it's interesting to put up um but it shouldn't be for me a priority calorie burn 
Yeah, and it shouldn't kind of determine or motivate somebody that this was a better session than last week. It's like there are way many, way too many kind of variables that dictate that. And when you throw in the fact that there are discrepancies between the measurement and how accurate these Fitbits and Apple Watches can be. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, I don't know if you've done it with your clients. I think I've seen you do it actually, where you can actually be following your clients on the Apple Watch. So yeah. you know, I, I remember once that I had a lady and she was like, maybe midday and she was on zero steps and I said Charlotte gosh she must still be in bed um and I, I said it to her the other um when I saw her recently and she said you cheeky bastard like, <laughs> it's handy like because I like I have a couple of my clients now saved on the watch and then I have another most of my online clients are on the whoop so I, I have them all signed up to the whoop as well and um, just so we can look the, at the other make the whoop. I like it yeah I I do like it um I, at the start I was like oh here we go here's another fucking another gimmick, another product to kind of just basically get us to buy. I like the fact that it's subscription-based. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not like, it's a slow burner. So it makes the buy-in a little bit less as opposed to buying an Apple Watch for like 400 quid. You can get 10 months plus of a Whoop for the same price. Um, you're seeing recovery. Like I know, like my recovery now today is pretty shit. Where is it? Uh, Dean, how long have you worked for Whoop for? Uh, I'm, I'm with them about seven months, eight months. <laughs> yeah, I'm with, I'm with them a while. So my recovery is terrible terrible today so my my session that i'm going to do later on is going to be scaled back a small bit as a result of that um and then if my recovery shows me like i'm i'm like well rested which is very hard with an eight month old um i will like i'll light the fuse and i'll go for it and put myself in the bin because the data is there to kind of go ahead and say right dean you're good right dean you're not good scale it back yeah definitely and that's kind of obviously like when we have a, a client come to the gym and you can when they walk in, you say, so how are you feeling today? Have you slept, et cetera? And they're like, oh, not, not in the best sleep. And then we're not, like let's say we're strength and conditioning athletes when they've got all the variables looked after and people try and replicate that. So last week I hit 80, this week I'm going to hit 82.5. Mm-hmm. You can't do that with general population people because they've got, they don't have as many things that are um, fixed as in sleep, nutrition, et cetera. Um, but there, yeah, that's, where, that's a nice one where that tool can come in, come in handy and things like the whoop. Yeah, I think especially it's important for like us coaches or anyone who doesn't have like a coach coach, like a, a physical PT or a physical coach um, to have this feedback to kind of tell you, because it is very easy to just go full black and white thinking, go all in, 100%, smash it. Every session is a, a PB. You're not going to be Olympic level every single workout. You're not going to feel like that because there are too many variables. Yeah, it's it's then obviously find out how, how, how accurate all these things are and if your watch is telling you, oh, I'm under a cover, but your body and your mind saying, I'm feeling good, mm-hmm. then that's the decision you've got to make. Oftentimes, yeah. I'll, I'll go to the gym and I won't feel really up for it. But once you start that warm up, yeah. get some blood flowing, get the music on, then you start to sort of feel the vibe and get ready for it. I, um, if there's ever a session that I literally do not want to do, and you, you probably do this as well, I, mean, I will, let's say it's a an upper body set actually it doesn't even need to be any, any type of session i'll do my favorite exercise mm. like i'll go in i'll like i'll do whether it be overhead presses bicep curls or i'm a bit of a weirdo i do enjoy um pull-ups yeah like i'll just go and i just start doing a few pull-ups and like it might be a leg session i'm supposed to be doing here but those couple of reps like changes my mindset and changes my kind of like interest in the training yeah, like, no, no. I've gone from like a four out of ten to like over, like in terms of want, not not capacity, a four out of ten in terms of actually wanting to do it to like. Oh, no, I'm a solid eight now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm 
in it. I'm here to win it. Let's go ahead and smash the session. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's. I, I often say it to people, just the first battle, and oftentimes the biggest battle is actually getting yourself physically to the gym or to mm-hmm. your new workout space, whether that's in your spare room or your garden or wherever it is. <laughs> but literally get yourself there and then magic will happen sometimes. Yeah, it does. And and it is just about doing those little things. And then again, it's also about understanding you're not going to be motivated for every single session. No, exactly. Yeah. Now, saying that, I like, and we touched on it already, like everyone is going to be buzzed to get back training. Like buzzed. And I'm a little bit jealous of you lads over there kind of getting to open up probably a month before us. Yeah, well, let's see. Is, is there any pushback on, um, on those dates changing or are they pretty solid? So, so the way it works here is it's in phases. So phase one was yesterday. So that's kids going back to school. Mm-hmm. And they'll make a decision four weeks later based on the data of the kids going back to school. Mm-hmm. And then they'll give you one week's notice. So that takes us to the 12th of April, which is our tentative date for actually getting back in the gym. But obviously, if they make up a new variant or... Um... <laughs> if they make up and. <laughs> Whatever they decide, you never know those guys. Uh, whatever Stop. they decide to throw at us, um, they could change it all. Yeah, it's it's fair. It's a fair point. Like, and I think like we're we just had like kids same as me uh, going back to school properly like yesterday, mm. and then I think there's another announcement and like the day the users are supposed to open, I think we're due another announcement. Okay, because it was it was so, so nice. I was driving to the gym yesterday and just seeing like mums and dads taking their kids to school. Like it was just like our our effect. I never noticed it before in my life, and then I yeah. saw that oh, it's just wonderful. It's it, it's just it's it's one step back, like it's just one one checkbox. Like we're yeah, a little exactly. bit closer, a little bit closer. There's um so our like so we have our tea shock and our tonish there, like over here, right? Like tonish is basically the right hand man, and you done like an announcement there like last week, week beforehand, and it's just this is just banter beyond banter, and how nobody proofread this is beyond me. And That's he's correct. like, did you see it? I think if I if you feel what you're about to say, yeah, yeah. So there he is, Leo, kind of about to have the chit the chit chat. Said I was driving to work this morning or whatever it was, and it was great to see the little kids going to school. Yeah, that's why <laughs> that's why I was very careful how I worded what I said. Yeah. And when you said that, it reminded me of that, and I was like, Grad, <laughs> uh, it was fucking hilarious. And like every everything in Ireland, you take everything is pissable like take the piss out of you can just joke about absolutely everything so everyone basically went and did you see the sketch where they took the clip from father ted no i don't think so so the father stack they took father stack um, a scene from him and put him onto the end of it mm. so as him responded like you'd like that looking at the little book oh brilliant <laughs> just, like I'll, I'll bang it across here after this mate it's yeah dude. i did see the um the actual news conference of it oh, it's just you can't write this you cannot write this yeah so we kind of we've covered a few bits here about like kind of coaching, online coaching, offline coaching. Are you like so when the gyms reopen? Does Big Phil still are you still gonna be kind of taking on online coaches or is it all in on the offline side? Um, I mean the way we structure things, we're gonna have certain times for our small group sessions. So that's gonna be um six till nine in the morning. Nice. And then we're actually going to have a nine to five um, like open gym membership. Oh, sure. So people will be able to book in the same way as they do for the small group training, but they will have their own individual pods to work in. Nice. So we'll only be allowing four people in at a time. Nice. Um, for the nine to five working hours um, and then going to the small group training again in the evening. Um, but it was just our way of trying to get people a bit more comfortable with 
obviously not going to mass gyms with 20 people at a time so they had the actual option to have their own space their own equipment all washed down etc um and it's just a nice nice venue to train in and just yeah. get yourself acclimatized to normal life again hopefully yeah i, mean, I completely agree with you and i do think a lot of people like the smaller studios like the smaller gyms like whether it's four people six people maybe even like nine uh, push like those units are gonna are gonna kill it when we get to reopen because a lot of like yeah. men's women's like What's the, what's the phrase? Mary Muffin Top and uh, bar, Beer Belly Barry. Like, they're going to be very reluctant to go back to like a big, busy ass gym mm. for fear of like catching Rona off a bloody door handle. Yeah, but I think I think now I think everyone's cleanliness is just going to go up another level. And if, if you've been to like pure gyms, etc., and you've seen the state that uh, some of those machines are left in, the dumbbells with like dirt that have been there for months. Mm. It's, it's just not going to fly anymore. And yeah. I think when it's your own space, like for yourself as well, you really care about the cleanliness and the, the client experience and everything is a reflection of you. So you make sure everything is perfect in there. Um, and I don't <clears> think <throat> trainers in Puridian have that. Um, what's the right, probably the right word for it because it's, um, it's not theirs. They're not as invested in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not it's not their gym, it's not their space, like so they're only yeah. like partially invested. Yeah, it's not it's like a house, you're gonna keep that clean. My my um my facility and yours is a extension of my house essentially. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Uh do you do you think we're all gonna be um like slightly clean snobs as a result of this? Yeah, and I'm I'm in two minds whether that's a good thing or not, because yeah, you know, it's like when when we were kids, you would get as dirty as possible, your your mum didn't tell you to not put mud in your mouth and these sort of things. But now kids live in a a bubble a lot of time don't they yeah so i wonder how well that will uh how strong that will make their immune system moving forward yeah we we went out to the park there like we have a little uh playground in like the estate and we went out with, like our little boy like ollie like um it was very kind of like what are kids now mm-hmm. like, he's months so he didn't he didn't turn and say to me what are kids uh, yeah who's that who's your man <laughs> um he's just like started like kind of eyeballing things because he's like a covid covid kiddo yeah so like seeing multiple people and and kids his age or like near enough to his age it's like what the fuck is going on here like totally yeah. out of sorts of i think it's it's been right for the the younger kids i i think mm-hmm. it, but it's when you're i don't know seven eight nine ten and it's you're you're more aware of what's going on and you're going to be yeah. i think it's taken real adjusting getting back to to normality or what we see as normality yeah. Whereas ours are a little bit younger, they not have a clue what's going on in a few months, are they? So they kind of just about missed it, really. Yeah, they're they're fairly like kind of adaptable, like the the younger kids. But um, I totally agree. Like the six, six to twelve, seven to like thirteen, like that age group. Like yeah, definitely, because they're such social creatures at that age. They just want to lay, like hug, kiss, lick, like everything. Yeah, you just you just hope it doesn't obviously impact their development too much long term yeah i'm just hoping that like you now ireland like we're we're shit at football as it is um that the last the last year of like lack of development from the grassroots kind of stage mm. i just hope that we do not miss like we're crapping up as it is we're probably not gonna notice um if, I, if anything it's probably gonna bring england down to our level uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like the, the, that's that's a serious thing to think about and how many kids are actually going to fall out of sport completely over the last year yeah yeah, because obviously they haven't been able to to play. So where where um, our facility is, we're attached to a football club, and they've obviously had 
the first, I remember the first time when I was decorating, it was, it was nice. I could hear them all, all playing, dads screaming at their kids. Standard. Um, yeah, of course. And <laughs> it's just, just silent like there now, which is, I'm looking forward to actually seeing some football being played, grassroots and yes. live in the Premier League as well. Yeah, I had to have this conversation with um, a fair client of mine, Shavar, with like a local guy club. And it's this, and she has like kids herself, like, and it's, there's, there's this worry, like, especially as kids are at that, like, kind of, like for girls, like is it 13 to 15, 13 to 16 years of age, where they're literally at that crossroads with sport. I was in whether they get exactly. involved Yeah. And like whether they stay the course and kind of stay involved or is sport is no longer uncool. And if somebody was on that uncool kind of tra- trajectory, the last year it's just like, yeah, now I'm, I'm done because they may have been an okay player. Now they're potentially awful because mm-hmm. they haven't been like able to practice and they're not going to, like, if they are of that mindset, they're not going to go ahead and partake in something that they're not really good at and they're not enjoying as they're not achieving. Yeah, exactly. And if, even more so, people who've been, obviously, locked down in flats so haven't even had space to go yeah. outside. And, like, if you're lucky, you've got a garden and mm-hmm. you can the ball around the garden. If not, you're you're stuck in your, your flat or your apartment without any access to any sort of meaningful recreation. Yeah, I, I, it's definitely something that I've become grateful for in the last year is having a garden. Like mm. having a spare room to do this in, yeah. Like those little things because it's like it's perspective. Perspective is everything. Yeah. See, we we uh, had our we we were in a flat at the moment and we had our flat on the market ready to move. Then uh, COVID hit and we haven't since. Um, I mean, we're lucky. We're around a lot of greenery. We've got Box Hill where they had all the Olympic cycling. We go walks around Sick. there. But yeah, it's it's difficult when it's, the weather's not nice. You're just stuck inside and you've got a 18 month old to try and entertain all day yeah just about to say uh, how old is she? 18 months yeah yes yeah just over <laughs> she's uh it's, it's funny when you when growing up you've heard people describe their children as, as characters when they're like a year mm. 18 months and you're like yeah all right there's the baby but yeah when, just the baby. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you're uh when you're you see it firsthand you do realize what characters they develop themselves obviously you've probably seen it with Ollie as well mm. he's starting to grow into his own personality yeah no it's, it's serious at the minute he's at that demon stage where because he's, he's uh teething mm. right? so he's got one tooth that's kind of like poked up so it looks like a little hillbilly um <laughs> but it's just hilarious because he's going like he's definitely got split personality like at this age because he's gone from being like cute happy full of like fun and life to just screaming in pain and you're like what can i do oh jesus trying to meltdown Ah, oh, straight meltdown, straight meltdown, scream the gaff down. Ah, the two other bits, because I know you are a busy geezer and I, I don't want to take too much of your time, Philly. Thank you, good. Uh, <laughs> the, how are you going to approach your training going back? I mean, Even I, though you've had access to the facility. Yeah, I mean, for I've, I've, I've been lucky. I've, I've, I've not actually had to really stop any of my training. If, if anything, I've trained more um, mm. because I've had the, the free time to do it. Like as I started... Um, I started running in December and I've kept that up since I've started the 5k, then moved to 10k a couple of weeks ago, did a half marathon with my brother. Um, so don't know if I have time to do that anymore because it's quite a big um, time commitment to do a half marathon, isn't it? But yeah, even a, even a 10k. Um, but yeah, uh, very keen on cycling as well. And that's a, another long one. So you be on the bike three, four, five, six hours sometimes. Won't be able to do that as much. Um, oh, so yeah, especially, especially come May. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll, yeah, especially come May. 
my brother asked me if, if I want to do like a um, a cycle to to the Isle of Wight and then around it, like two days before Charlotte was due to give birth. I was like, I think I'll give that on a miss. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so to answer your question after diverting, I think it'll be more my standard gym sessions, which I'd, I tend to cover a, a variety of different modalities throughout the week. That's how, that's mm -hmm. how I like to do it. It keeps me engaged. Um, I've got my key stuff that I work on, so my, my, my key lifts that I like to try and improve the accessory, accessory work alongside those. And then what I like to call my, uh, my dad exercises. What, what, what so, are the dad mills? So the dad exercises, I was, um, they're, they're things like loaded carries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let, let me explain this. So often when you, when I've got my like kettlebells and I do my carries and my lunges, <clears throat> I'll, I'll load them in different positions. High and low, yeah. Yes, but we might just think high and low, but I think shopping bag and baby. Yeah. So when you need to multitask and you've got a heavy Sainsbury's bag in one hand and your baby over the other shoulder, that's what I'm training for with that exercises. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Like that, that's that is functional fitness that is purest. Exactly. I, 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 as soon as I was doing, it, I was thinking this is so functional. Uh, uh, yeah. But another one I noticed as well, actually, you might have noticed this or not. Depends how good your your back is. Hmm. Did, did you ever have the, the sling with a baby? No, she. I, I, uh, the wife actually uses that. Oh, okay. So I, I, I put it on from however old Lily was, maybe two, three months. I can't remember now. Hmm. Serious back problems. <laughs> just just holding her there yeah and then i was thinking right so maybe we need to introduce maybe something like goblet squats more often into my program and, and the front loading um so yeah there's some good little quick tips for dads who are thinking of making their training a bit more specific so carrying children in slings and carrying shopping as well yeah i think that's that's definitely separate like i i'd always carry ollie uh let's say like he's, had, he's just had enough of the pram he's like get me out i'm having none of this so I'll take him out. Ashton will continue pushing the pram, pushing the pram. I'll hold him in front. My biceps have never been as big. Yeah. Like and it's got that isometric hold for ages. Like for like <laughs> you're talking like a six minute isometric bicep <laughs> hold. And you are pumped for days. Now, let's be honest, it's all like all blokes have an imbalance between the right and the left. Yeah. But it's it's gone even more so. You like, get another one for the other arm then. Another baba. Yeah. <laughs> the um it's it's just it's there's certain things that like, I know, like, you being a dad, me being a dad, like, looking good is fantastic. Yeah, great, whatever. It is what it is. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it should look at scrap. But being able to perform, being able to, like, lift up your kid and not being able to say, hey, daddy can't lift anymore. Mm. Like, that's something that's, like, really just irk me a little bit. And it's, like, they're the, the words that I don't ever want to say. Yeah, definitely not. And it's, you don't want to be unable to lift your kid up because you've got a bad back or a weak shoulder. Yeah. Or, like, or even just, I don't know if you've gone that far down the rabbit hole as I have, but um, like I want to be able to fuck my grandkids up in a game of football. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, like we're talking, like Jesus, like not no the the vault or all that that you always see. It's a vault. Yeah, yeah there'll like, be no there'll be no free passes with children or grandchildren when it comes down to some competitive sport. I can imagine both of us going all in. Yeah, hundred percent, two foots all day. <laughs> uh, Wait, well, I think I remember seeing uh I think it was um, Mitrovic and he was playing on the pitch of his kids and he, the kid, I, he can even just about walk and so say three and he does, he just two foots him on the, <laughs> just takes him out like, yeah, and I was like, I, I can respect that. Yeah, I can respect that as well. Don't let them win. Let them, let them have, maybe have a little bit of a taste but no, no full on wins. No, definitely. There's no handouts. 
not in his house. No, no hell no. You're going, you're going to learn today. <laughs> right, Phil, I'm going to finish up with something that I've actually, I've taken. So from my episode, sorry, when I was on your podcast, right, and you had those quick fire questions at the end of it. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. But that was your thing. And I was, I've spent the last couple of episodes since that. And I said, right, I need my thing. And so lean, right, this is the lean with the impact cast. Everyone kind of has the perception that lean is mean, oh, it means like being thick skin lean and kind of like abs to the this. But it's actually actually an acronym okay. for life experienced above normal. So where I'd like to go with that is what is your definition or your example of a life experienced above normal? A life experience, that's, that's a good question. Um, my life experience above normal is something that we've kind of alluded to already and that's being able to perform throughout the whole of my my life um and i'm not just talking about physically i'm talking about mentally emotionally for my family because there aren't this is a life experience above normal because there aren't that many men that do that that well um and it sounds ridiculously simple but i, I believe that is a life experience above normal that's pretty class that's nice, that's nice. I, can, I can completely agree with that Yes, yeah, so, oh, I didn't realize that with your with your name. Yeah, uh, when I when I started, so it took years for me to realize. I've I've been called Dean for what thirty one years. Mm. It took me twenty two years, twenty four years to realize that Lean's rhymes with Dean. And I and I saw it. I thought it's such a great handle as well. Ah, but you know what kills me? The underscore at the end. Yeah, kill kills me. But it is what it is. But then I was like, no, nah, it needs to be met more because obviously with the holistic approach, and like as I, I've aged and as you've aged, we've become more holistic and looking at everything else, not just being dick skin lean and kind of having apps. That's where the, the acronym came from. It's like, it's not like life experience above normal. It isn't just like if being ripped and strong as hell is only one facet of life. Yes. Hence, hence the acronym. Yeah, and no, I really like it. Well, and you're the, you are you technically inspired the question at the end of the podcast which would be with all episodes uh, <laughs> but you're actually there the second lad to answer because i had another geezer on earlier on who he um he answered it. his one his was pretty sick along the same lines um yeah. kind of taking from taking examples from his his life but that too too solid solid uh I, uh I listened to the, um the podcast with you back with my wife which she likes she likes to listen to them um and we would she was in tears over your um quick fire uh, the fucking the what was it? What, what oh, you asked me a question? What animal would you like to be? What did I say? Penguin. Penguin. Yeah, hundred percent. She she just died. Like not, no, I, I couldn't stop her laughing. No, I was expecting it. No, and now we'll often say to each other in an Irish accent, penguin. Penguin. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a thing now. Hilarious. I love I love I love how it brought your family happiness. <laughs> yeah. Every day. Phil, let's call it a day there, would you? Appreciate that, man. Dean, thank you so much for your time. Loved it. Cheers, mate.